Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're the worst or the goat. From gonna walk <laughs> to pass coat, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. It's his fate, but it's not his fault. It's my co-host, Evan. He has set aside everything that he loves and saved everything else for this podcast. It's my co-host, Saker. That's right. I'm giving this podcast the absolute worst of me. <laughs> <laughs> I set aside all the good things about my life. And I say, podcast, you deserve the dregs. Yeah. I mean, that's... How much of you... How much of you have... Uh, how much of yourself have you put in this podcast? Uh, um, I mean, I would say editing this podcast takes double the amount of time for the episode. So we uh-huh. record two episodes a week. That's three hours of recording. So it takes me about six hours. So three hours of record plus six hours of edit. So nine hours a week with... A new baby. Yeah. That's some precious ass time. This, so you haven't set aside everything. No, I, I put You set all... aside a lot of things you love for this podcast. <laughs> I truly do. I remember that episode where your baby was just crying in the background and you just ignored him the I whole time? I basically did. I, I held him and I walked with oh, him. Oh, you, you were dandling him on your knee. I was dandling him. Yes. I, I, what is that? <laughs> dandling, that's just where, it's the most creepiest sounding word, but it just means like where like you bounce like a baby on your knee. Yeah. Creepy because it sounds like fondling. Dandle. Uncle Dandle. Uncle Dandle. That's what I'm going to start calling you when i introduce my boy this is uncle dandel oh that's sweet your boy is old enough to know my name he will not call me yeah. well i he'll don't call you whatever i want he'll say yeah. he's at that age where he'll say almost anything i tell him to at the moment and i don't remember anything from when i was two and a half so if you told him to call me uncle dandel he would forget my name ever happened yeah he doesn't like to he says he'll say no everything to me now oh okay like, no everything <laughs> really I, i've started i don't i've I tried not to like cut i tried to cut down on my swearing around him so now when like people cut me off in traffic or something usually i'd like be just like let loose like a string of expletives now it's just gibberish yeah like i was like basically like <laughs> i like dude like i don't know why like i i like get like the italian thing so i'm like right now i'm holding the three fingers <laughs> together so and i'm just like amo like a posque and he's like no amo like a posque <laughs> but he can he can replicate he, yeah because he's been hearing my nonsense since day one a little like, mockingbird boy yeah i definitely am a mouth noise man yeah I would say that you are a mouth noise man. I would say that's where the majority of your noises come from. Yes. I have heard you make other noises, uh-huh. but none so... I actually have to memorize all these lines phonetically that I'm saying right now. There's a singer who is deaf, mm-hmm. and she wasn't always deaf, mm-hmm. um, but she memorized where the notes oh, wow. are in her throat. That's really so cool. So when she hits, she she stands on stage and feels the vibrations, and she uh-huh. knows the songs well enough that she knows when to hit the D and the wow. E and the E flat. So she was she. There's a song she wrote before she went deaf, and then now she's no. just repl- re- she she remembers all of her training because she went to school oh, for. Okay. So she's still writing music just based on what wow. would sound good. That's fucking talent. Yeah, her name is Mandy Harvey. Mandy Harvey. Yeah, I'm gonna pick yeah. up some of her stuff. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, she's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how that sort of sounds, like recapitulated through someone who doesn't really hear sounds. Yeah, it's good. I mean, her music's good. She, she got. A I mean, because music has theory and stuff too. Like you can, you could, a robot can write a song. Exactly. Right? And, and I'm not saying she's a robot. Like that was <laughs> that came out wrong. Like, but quick backpedal. But hey, like, where did you get that e kib? What? That e kib? Oh. It's a backwards bike because you're backpedaling so hard right now. I just wondered where he bought it at the Ekib store or So the thing is that she got she got so many death threats from the deaf community. What? Because she's making media for oh, people who are which is I, very Yeah, I don't I, I don't, mean I don't want to Yeah, I don't feel qualified to speak about like the hearing non-hearing sort of divide in that community. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't... I, I certainly don't. would feel qualified to say, don't send people death threats, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know there's a big there's a big discussion in the community I've read about where, like, the, they have the new surgeries now that can get kids who are previously deaf can now can hear. Like, oh, they yeah, give the them, cochlear they give, implants. So, yeah, the cochlear implants and stuff like that. And the I know that a lot of deaf parents who have deaf kids, that's a big discussion. Like, do mm-hmm. you... Because you want your kids to sort of be like you in sure. the same way. So, so do you want to... Do you want them to continue to be deaf or do you want to give them the opportunity to... And that's... I mean, that's a real tough thing. And I don't want to put myself or judge them for one yeah. way or another like that's that's something that you know they have to do and i guess it's a it's a tough decision you're right that is a tough decision um but yeah you should check out her music it is interesting it's good i like it oh. um I, I was thinking i was thinking where you were gonna go instead of like the uh that i was thinking you were gonna go to like the made-up languages like i don't know the lead singer from Sigur ross he's like sings in hopelandish oh yeah like, he just makes up a language to sing and yeah. I, I don't mind that because i don't know when i first hear a song the voice is just like another instrument to me yeah right yeah. when i first listen to it and i the words i almost never really pay attention to the lyrics until i've heard a song like eight or nine times and really? then only bits and pieces of the lyrics come through like i don't really they don't that's... really land home for me so you don't listen to any hip-hop music not really because I mean, that's I, all about i mean the beats are good but yeah. they're very repetitive obviously right. that's kind of the whole hook of the idea there um yeah so there no, i mean i i do i i do listen to hip-hop on occasion but it's not really one of the genres right. that i that's like a, a touchstone for me i am the opposite 100 yeah. of you i listen to when there's wordplay when there's clever stuff mm-hmm. that is what attracts me to a singer songwriter yeah i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't land for me in the same way that it does for you I what guess. other yoko kano composer of cowboy bebop darker than black mm-hmm. she has a language that she has made up that many of uh a lot of her songs are oh, in cool. they're in kanoese uh, i'm trying to think simglish yeah. uh there's a lot of songs in the sims <laughs> what are their made up languages are oh there's there? that guy the um i don't remember his name but he's like a i don't i don't want to use the term idiot savant but that's what he calls himself okay so um he's like a, i think he's british and uh he's made up a language that's like based on like finnish i okay. think and english and it's supposed to be one of the easiest languages to learn and pronounce oh really yeah so I know he's done it. I don't remember his name off the top of his head, but he's also, he's like the guy who's uh, famous for memorizing the most digits of pi and that oh, sort of thing. Yeah, goodness. He's real, okay. he's real fucking awesome. Sure. Like that. I saw a whole documentary on him. How do you make a language that is easy to learn? Just because it has um, standard, standard grammar and laws. Like, okay, th- sure, like there's, sure. there's no, I mean, that's the thing with English, right? We have an exception for everything. Right. I mean, yeah. we were just talking about the other day that like, there's that the meme going around where we when it's a verb we put the stress on a different syllable oh, than when yeah. it's a noun. Yes, absolutely. And then you brought up the idea that uh, invented words don't have that. Well, like, adopted words, yeah, like like Google. Google. Like yeah. I can use Google as a verb or a noun. I will Google it. I will I, Google it. Yes, I'm going I to will use Google. Google it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for all invented words, yeah, uh, yeah, we should be putting the stress. I can Google it. I, I think it'd be interesting if like you know, 10, 15 years from now, like they start that starts happening to them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Sure. I agree. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, this intro wasn't funny. No. <laughs> Usually our intros have a little joke humor fun fun laugh. Well, you're the one who brought up like all the serious heavy stuff. Some laugh em up bits. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess we just sort of went into language evolution after that, which is not really a laugh em up. How can we let's make a laugh em up right now. About about uh adopted words. Uh yeah. Uh hey, let's let's play a game called Great or Not Great. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking <laughs> this of is one of Saker's favorite cars. Hedgehogs. Oh, uh, great. Nope, they're not great. You've lost the Why game. Why are they not great? They hurt little pointy boys. <laughs> All right, your turn. Hedgehogs. Not great. 
Great. I'm Fuck. sorry you lost. I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> so we're one and one right now? Yeah. Okay, this is for all the marbles. You ready? So you, so you get to win? No. I'm not going to... The thing about great or not great... And by the way, listeners, this is the best game to play in the car, especially if you have three or more people, because uh, then you can knock people out and keep going with the remaining people, is that you have to think in your head and stick to something that's true. Yes. Right? To you. Yes. To your experience. Homer Simpson. Ooh. I'm going to go not great. I think he's not great. You're right. So you're still in. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, Bart Simpson. Not great. You're right. Okay, Jesus. Oh. Marge Simpson. Oh, oh God. She's such a fucking enabler. Um, I'm going to say great. She's great? Oh, yeah. my God. This is such a tense game of great or not great. <laughs> Maggie Simpson. She's great. Babies are born good. Like 15 years without talking? But that The Simpsons doesn't take place in real time, Evan. I thought so. Don't no, they, a season happens over the course of a day. Don't they weather like, uh, like they the, the characters weather like wood, like driftwood? <laughs> yeah, right? They're so thin now, just paper thin. They're eroded. So, Maggie Simpson, I say great. Yeah, she's great. Jesus. I'm not going to do Lisa. You no, should, you shouldn't. that's too easy. Yeah. Uh, a grape. Oh, great. Damn it. You're too good. Um, we got to end this. Uh, Do a tough one. Triangles. Not great. You're right. Fuck. Okay. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're the worst shape. Laser discs. Ooh, not great. Oh, God. You're too good. <laughs> this is like watching a tennis match. <laughs> um, Masks. Great. I'm going to say not great. Oh, I lose. I hate masks. You do? I do not like masks. I was thinking the role-playing game system. Oh. Oh, well then, I should have been more clear. It's fine. Let's get to this week's song. <laughs> now that we've spent like 45 minutes talking about grapes. This week's song is called For You. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. I have set aside everything I love I have saved everything else for you I cannot decide what this Evo Memo. You've talked before about how you didn't really listen to everything to everyone. Maybe you Correct. heard a song or two off mm-hmm. of it. So was this your first time hearing for you? Yes. It was. Yeah. Okay. Straight off the beep bap. What did you say about for straight you? Straight off the bibim bap? <laughs> straight out to beeping bop and back. Uh, what did you think? Uh it's a fucking country ballad, right? That's I mean hey. it was the first thing I thought was, oh, country roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first three notes especially, but yeah, one hundred percent this song is country roads. Um And I mean, but I think as far as country ballads go, this is a I it was pretty fun when I kind of enjoyed it. Um, okay, that's I mean, fair. Is musically, there... musically. Sure, okay. Musically, you I mean, enjoyed it, was, it. It was very, it's it's one of the most sparse songs we've gotten in the album so far, because I feel like either the producer or the ladies themselves have gotten more, I don't want to say experimental, but I'm saying, like, their their songs sound deeper to me. There's more, there's more, there's more depth to them as far as... And you're talking as, musically, as far, not as far as, Yeah, as okay. far as instruments. Okay, Instrumentation. Okay. I think that, like, and I think this has to do with probably, almost certainly, Kevin joining in with... Steve and Ed, oh, uh, on the on the vocals, on the on the vocal and the writing and the writing and Jim as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Do you feel like, bad for Ty? No, he probably doesn't want anything. To I do don't. With it. Yeah, I don't feel bad for Ty at all. I feel like he wakes up every day and goes, ah. <laughs> That's true. 
it's probably same kind of the money yeah and uh a lot less work not having to come up with lyrics yeah and i mean he does his he does his thing he drives the band he does like, it well yeah i was just reading how uh when he joined the band they were more of like a folk band almost like if you think of their or- earlier gordon stuff sure before it, ty oh, like, yeah. like if i had a million dollars that sort of stuff that's almost sort of a folksy it has a sort of folk, folksy thing and he he drive it more in a rock direction yeah. which i think without him in the mix like you know sure so the others are driving the lyrics he's he the skin driving... on top of the pudding sure you know he mean? is the skin on the wait uh not great <laughs> yeah it's not great nailed it um so i think i i attributed the depth of sound here uh-huh. to the new producer for the album oh, so yeah. let's talk a little bit about the producer ron and An- yellow Ron Aniello. Yes. yes. Uh, so uh, he's a studio musician. He worked with Bruce Springsteen, Lifehouse. He produced the album. Um, and on this song specifically, he did the banjo. I thought the banjo was Ed, but it is not. It's their producer for this album who got into the studio. Is it a banjo or a mandolin? Oh boy. I I'm don't know. Pretty sure it's a mandolin. Okay, it might be a mandolin. Because a banjo, like a banjo, you would you always know it's a fucking banjo. Really? It's like bang, bang, bang. It's sure. just like <laughs> it's like someone shooting nail gu- a nail gun in the middle of the song. Yeah. Like you can't avoid a banjo. But I, like I feel like I was listening to him like, wow, they really down like I'm so I'm so excited by how they da- how much they downplayed this banjo and I'm like wait no that's a mandolin so live it's definitely a mandolin I watched mm-hmm. a live version of it where Kev is definitely playing yeah. a mandolin but it has sort of a softer less plinky sound and I think it cuts through the mix a lot less than a okay. banjo so maybe it's a mandolin so here. I'd almost always go with a mandolin as sure. part of a banjo unless you're looking specifically for that banjo sound yeah I, I feel like I was looking at the credits for this song and I, talking like I know what I'm doing musically <laughs> like, I would always go with a mandolin over a banjo also reading the credits to this album the Blue Man Group is somewhere on this album yeah. I have no idea what song they could be in or blowing into like a plastic pipe or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a jug. <laughs> Ed Robertson's well, they just, uh, band. They just came in before one of the sets and like covered all their equipment with paint. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So they're just like you feel like Ed's mushy finger work. <laughs> and that's just not because Ed is a bad guitarist, it's because his fingers are covered with blue paint. Yeah, absolutely. Or or like Dayglow paint. They filled up all the water glasses with blue paint and Tyler yep. was just like, I'm thirsty. Look <laughs> like <laughs> whoops. Schlip. Um Yeah, so um this is definitely an Ed, right? We can agree on that. Yes. Like, yeah, from moment is, one. This is 100%. I just, actually, my first note is Ed with an exclamation point. My first note is, uh-oh, an Ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. From from second number one. Um, and then I did, oh, you know what? Uh, I wrote uh, that mandolin slash banjo. I almost laughed out loud when I heard it. This is an Ed passion project, uh-huh. right? <laughs> like, he, you can hear him saying, like, I need... I need acoustic guitar, I need a banjo, or I need, you know, maybe just a bunch of other country instruments, which surprised me because there's some sort of xylophone or vibraphone that uh, is during the course and shortly thereafter, it's very clear, resonant sound. Um, But not really a typical country instrument. Um, so that surprised me that Ed did not gatekeep what was country and what was not well, on I mean, this song. I don't know. I think that they're all writing right now. So, I mean, Ed probably got first writing credit, but I bet Stevie P and, uh, and Kevy yeah. Boy got a little bit of, it's got possible. a little bit of juice in there. This is a beautiful collection of instruments on this yeah, song. Though. I think it's a, it, it's a, it's a very g- good song. I don't think I'd want to hear a whole album of this sort of stuff, Yeah. but I feel like as a palate cleanser, that's the strength of the Brand Naked Ladies. Right. Is that every one of them is so distinctly different, and they each put their influences into the band, and mm-hmm. we get this 
But it's weird. I feel like there are fewer times when they mix their influences and more times when it's like, this is a Steve. This is an Ed. This is a mm-hmm. Jim, right? Well, I think that's how they work best together, right? I don't think they I don't think they're a band that's I mean, they're obviously collaborative, but I don't think they're a band that like everybody gets a taste. I think they're just a band that like someone takes a lead on the song and everyone's like everyone's riffing off that. Everyone's yes anding like Ed. Ed's like, "Okay, here's my idea." And he gets like the and he's the driving force mm-hmm. behind this song, obviously. And then every then, you know, Jim's like, "Well, what if we put in like a, I don't know, a spider?" scratching on the wall yeah that's the next song jim that's what if, not like, this one. what if midway through the song i just threw a brick through a window <laughs> yeah i mean i could definitely what if i put on a mask and just stalked around the uh Oof. recording room and just like spooked you don't show like, up that mid- midway <laughs> midway through the uh, i'm not scared of masks i just don't like them you know it was jim's idea to do a naked song on each album prop that doesn't surprise me one little bit <laughs> not in the least yeah, yeah that's the uh, the most jim thing i've ever what if we all just like I don't know, showed our dicks to each other. Wouldn't that be a good time? That would be really, really hey, fun. You know, if that works, it works for them. Sure. Weirdly, it does. They they sleep naked together. Yeah. These are good, good boys. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no uh, toxic masculinity in that group, I guess. They're yeah. just kind of just kind of bundling up and, yeah. you know, good for them. Good for them. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I agree with you. I think musically, this song is gorgeous. Like, this is not my kind of music. Mm-hmm. I do not like country music i do not like twangy music See, i do i do i can get into that like i can i i mean i obviously love bluegrass and i can like i can use that as a back into more sort of popular country music yeah so and i i do listen to it it's 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 fine yeah it's good i mean it's if it's on whatever i'm never gonna seek it out yeah um but this being our podcast and what we are doing i mean we're kind of forced to seek it out but i gave it a pass because like it's done so well and so mm-hmm. beautifully i think yeah, mm-hmm. um, this is a this is a good that banjo solo. Oh. <laughs> so sweet, so sweet and so sassy, or mandolin solo, whatever well, it is. I don't. I, I liked the solo, but I don't like solos where they just recapitulate the main line. We were just talking about this yesterday. Weezer's yeah. Green album. Yeah. Every solo on that fucking album is, you know, uh, fucking rivers will go on an island in the sun, and the guitar solo is near, 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 near. It's yeah, so I, boring. I, I want to see them. Yeah, I want to see them play a little bit more with it. And I know, yeah. and I know, the BNL boys are consummate musicians. Like you can, you can add some instrumentation, add some ornamentation on that little. Absolutely. Go into, you know harmonize yeah that would be nice and we do have some not harmonies but steve doubling ed on this song which is beautiful Mm -hmm. they found a place for him i feel like steve in this session they were all like ed was like and let's do this and kev was like okay and then i'll do this and steve was just in the corner like like, sitting in the corner like i don't know playing on it playing candy crush or something (laughs) and then i don't know ed was like bud you want to double up my voice and steve was like yeah <laughs> I, I do um but it's like i feel like they i don't know i don't want to say toss him a bone because he's yeah. a consummate music musician but like it's great yeah, i wish I the whole album was like them doubling each other and again the, and again the harmonies they do in this song are a little bit different than the harmonies they do on a more straight rock song this was more not really i mean there were harmonies but a lot of it felt like them singing the same vocal line sometime mm-hmm. it was like when when somebody asks you to duet during karaoke uh-huh. and you're really just both singing the same song at the same time like it's not really much of a duet but yeah absolutely uh but i thought it was cool i thought it was interesting that they that they did that um yeah that was that was great even though i i, I gave this song a pass i like it i think this is so far a good album oh yeah 
I was actually literally just thinking that on the way over. I'm like, you know, I think I may like this better than Maroon so far. I'm not going to tip my hand. Well, where did Maroon fall for us? That was three out of five. I think so. Yeah, I think. What Gor- was above Maroon? Stunt Gordon, and Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Gordon, Gordon, and Stunt. Gordon and Stunt, yeah. Um, yeah, buddy. I think this is it good. Could. If, this, if this keeps if this keeps uh, hitting them for me, like maybe Katie's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I think. But but even if this is a good album, which it is. I, I feel like we're in the saggy middle of it right now, right? We'll I feel see. like this song sags a little bit. It's fine. I mean, it's. I'd say it's. It, it's definitely more of a hit for me than than where the other where Maroon sagged with like a um, sell, 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 sell. Yeah, I would. I, I would put this against sell, sell, sell any goddamn day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess I would do because. But see, the problem is this song doesn't really take a risk. Do you feel like it doesn't sell, sell, sell? Tried to do something crazy, right? It tried to be big and bombastic yeah. and like a movie soundtrack almost with an or orchestral sort of sound and a flute. This is just like, let's write a country song, which yeah. is fine. And uh, have they written many country songs before? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Isn't there a bunch of, of country adjacent songs? Country on adjacent albums? songs. But I feel like this is a straight up country song. Yeah. Is that taking a risk? I think so. R- how? Going full country for a rock band? Are they a rock band? I mean, this isn't like Darius Rucker. Like, you can't just, like, go forward and back. Yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish style. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough, I guess. Like, I don't know you're, if you're changing up your genre. But again, it might not be that big. Now I'm talking myself out of it because it might not be that big <laughs> of, a, of a swing for BNL because they are famously, like, switching styles, right? I love, here's what I love, is that you had a point and it was a good point and you convinced me to your point and as soon as you won me over you said now let me prove saker the double in spite of me (laughs) yeah i do that constantly (laughs) um yeah um i think this song regardless of it was never a, a hit it was like the third single in like some countries or something um not a hit obviously People on YouTube fucking love this song. Yeah. Dozens of comments, like one of the best they've ever written. Such a good song. Love this song. Like, well, it's a, like I know that like people jump on the YouTube songs. A lot of YouTube songs, like comments on like songs that Stephen Page writes, like, oh, this is me and my boyfriend's songs, the yeah. love song. And this could actually be like a love song for a couple that yeah. isn't like somehow mocking the couple who chooses it as their love song. <sighs> to a point. <sighs> Because I have like three different reads of this uh-huh. song. Oh yeah, we'll t- we'll go we'll go yeah. lyrically in a minute here. We'll go lyrically, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I think I think the reason people might love it is because it is so accessible. Mm-hmm. Like this song isn't really challenging you. This song doesn't have a lot to say musically. So you're saying this song you like this song less because it's not Spider in My Room. I didn't like Spider in my room. I know. <laughs> so I'm trying to point out no, your I'm I trying think, to point out your hypocrisy for I, our no, listeners. No, I think that there has to be a middle ground between not challenging and too challenging. <laughs> That's the good amount. That's so Nintendo you like, hard. You would like this song better if they did a good job. <laughs> then it wouldn't be appropriate to me <laughs> if they did a good job with it. Yeah. They wouldn't be appropriate in country culture. Correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like this song, again, I'm not, I didn't dislike it. I just felt like it didn't, I'm never going to return to this well. I'm not going to, uh-huh. if this song cues up on my random, sure, I guess I'll listen to it. I'm never going to seek it out. I have like a, like a, 
one of those like old style 30 disc cd changers like in my head yeah and it's got the same fucking discs in it for the last like 20 or 30 years and i feel like this is a song that's gonna like hit the rotation sometime like just like it's gonna pop up sometime when i'm in the shower or something like that and i'm not gonna remember where it came from like Like, oh bnl now i remember i'm curious if you have a 30 disc changer in your head how much has BNL infiltrated it since we started this God, podcast? It is every other fucking song, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. That makes me so happy in my heart. I do wake up every single morning with a BNL song in my head now. It's either BNL or like Friendship is Magic, like the My Little Pony song. Oh, really? Oh, because that's, what, that's, my, son, that's yeah. what my son's really into right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And good for him because it's a great show. Is it really? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. As far as kid shows go. I've heard good things. I mean, I... Am I going to sit down and watch it? Like, if I've got a choice of, like, media? No. No, I'm not. Did he abandon Octonauts? He's still an Octonaut. He's, 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 Thank he's, God. Uh, he's branched out. If, for me, it's, like, Trolls. I'll watch Trolls. Okay. The I movie. Like the movie and the show. On oh, Netflix. there's a show? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Those are the ones we watch together, Trolls. Got it. That's better than most kids' shows? Trolls? I enjoy it more. Wow. That's surprising. Because the world they live in is so terrifyingly hostile. <laughs> okay. You just like the, the Halloween-y the aspects. Tro- they're just so weird, though. Like, Trolls, they're not human. <laughs> that is the neither conceit pony, neither of ponies, the show. I guess. But I mean, like the troll. Like, think about it. Like the troll. The conceit of the troll movie is that part. This. This is race of. Imagine this. So, like colonialism, right? Okay. <laughs> now imagine you've colonized. Like, uh, there's a like African Americans. Now imagine if white people ate them too. <laughs> like. Like African American slavery in there, but we also, you know, periodically just ate a bunch of them. Sure, that's fucked up on a whole different level. But is that a metaphor for slavery? Right. But, okay. But the point I was trying to make was, then they just turned around and forgave us whole cloth. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> they just say like, "Oh, sorry, everything's okay. I guess you're not eating me anymore." But the thing is, like, the thing that gets me is that, like, at the end of the P- trolls movie, like, we know that the king hasn't eaten a troll. We know that we the the king's love interest she may or may not have eaten a troll. But are these every... trolls eating other trolls? No, no, okay. the Bergens are eating the trolls. Oh, the Bergens. Yeah, they're called Bergens. But, okay. Um. So we know that they've named eat... after Candace Bergen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Famous famous <laughs> troll eater, Candace Bergen. You can find her under bridges a lot of times, sure. looking searching for trolls. Sure. Just answer their riddle and their putty in your hands. Murphy Brown. But the anyway, troll so like. We know that like two of the Bergens haven't eaten trolls, but okay. literally every other adult Bergen has eaten at least one troll. Okay. So that is just a fucked up ending for the movie. Like those trolls that forgive the Bergens, they have had friends and family eaten by yeah. these things. Yeah. Like especially the older generation of trolls. So like that's very problematic for me. Like I'm not sure how to like but how to get that through my head. And I mean I hate to extend the metaphor, but obviously there is a group, uh, there's there's many people that call for reparations in the United right. States, but like, I mean, whole cloth, I mean, we live together now as right. one united, you know, uh-huh. the, well, for the most part, obviously racism still exists, oh, Yeah. but I mean, but so, it'd be like if- is, is there, is there a race of, is there a race, is there a group of trolls who are calling for uh, no. rebellion? <laughs> okay. No, there aren't. Like the Bergens and trolls kind of go get along in the show at least. Okay. And I don't, the, the troll- next movie is coming out too okay but so they might they might problematize that further but like sure it would be like right after the civil war okay <laughs> and like all the freed slaves are like eh, it's okay guys <laughs> don't worry about it i mean you are ignoring the fact that the bergens cannot feel happiness without the they trolls. can 
they can't actually do that. That actually uh, is... Oh, the, the uh, snack pack revealed it to them. Yeah, Shit. At the, at the end of the movie. Yeah, they can... <laughs> this is me hurriedly reading the Trolls Wiki oh, yeah. while I'm yeah, having the, a conversation The, the Birkins actually feel happiness several times in the movie. It's <laughs> just never It's just never really announced. Like, okay. oh, they go and roller skate with it at, a pizza par- at a pizza parlor, and they have a great fucking time. Oh, that sounds like a, a fun... Uh, it is a fun night. Okay. So Who's yeah. your favorite Bergen? Is it Chef? No, Chef's the worst. <laughs> Why do I? I'm not... I guess the King, yeah. Yeah, King Gristle King Gristle. Senior. Yeah, no, because Gristle Sr. is a piece of shit. He eats trolls. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn Gristle it. Gristle Jr. is probably the, is arguably the only Bergen that doesn't have blood on his hands. <laughs> oh, Prince Gristle looks like a nightmare child. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not, a real fucked he's not up great, kid. But he's, he hasn't physically eaten anybody. My belly empty and my heart full, to quote Prince Gristle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a movie, like, it's a fun movie, but I'm just trying to, like, wrap my head around it. Hey, what the fuck were we talking about? I have no idea. Podcast is the worst. Yeah. Um. There's a great resonant deep bass sound. Oh yeah. At the beginning of this song. Well, that's country, right? You gotta like that bass has to go. Dum, dum, dum. It's I get, come but this through. isn't. This is like long sustained bass notes mm-hmm. that I fucking love. I have set aside everything I love. I have saved everything else for you. Like, I just thought this would sound great on a big stereo that had a big speaker. <laughs> Not big speakers, but big stereo. Yes. I just want the electronic the big, components yeah. to be humongous. You want to, like, have, like, a whole entire, like, pizza peel come out, and you put one CD in exactly. the center of it, and it like, goes <laughs> back in. That is what I want. <laughs> um, the the um, the size of an oven. <laughs> the verse that starts with, uh, I could give you all that I could give, which is possibly the bridge. It was hard for me to kind of differentiate parts of this song. Yeah, I didn't, think, I didn't feel like this song had a bridge. Yeah, it is kind of a, uh, uh, just, uh, again, real basic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a verse, chorus, um, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done. But during that verse, there is just a single banjo note that's running all the way through <laughs> It just what did you did it drive you crazy no i didn't hear it oh my god that's your like your trigger some of the time i know i know and that's it wasn't a banjo it had to be a mandolin there because it was a banjo note just plinking away <laughs> you would know ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Could you just forget if you can't forgive all the things i cannot conceive and for- hey here's my deal i do uh oh if you're listening, coworkers, don't listen anymore. I do, a, <laughs> I do a lot of my research for these songs at work, mm-hmm. and I was typing in um, to my Google search bar at work, "bare naked ladies for you," and I was thought to myself, "Oh no, <laughs> what a terrible search term to type in at work." Um, I always type in BNL because Google knows that just as well. Sure. And yeah. if anyone's looking in on my search bar, they won't find anything bare naked. They, yeah. It won't say bare naked ladies; it'll just say BNL. Makes more sense. Um, Makes a lot more sense. Ed has a run where he goes, am I ever really there? Where it sounds like he has something stuck in his throat and he's just tossing it up and down. Maybe it's a magic trick where he's like juggling a ball in his throat. Um, It's a real strange run. I really, it brought me a lot of joy every time I listened to it. I feel like there's a lot of little things in a lot of these songs that I listen to and I'm like, oh, that's fun. But they're like these moments that nobody else, because we listen to these songs 400 times. Yes. Um, any other notes musically? No. Yeah. Again, pretty simple musically. Um, there's that acoustic live version that they play. Oh, I mean, there's a bunch of live versions. Yeah. Um, the one, I like the one, the 2007 one on YouTube because it's like 
Steve is play- Steve is playing or Ed is playing. Is this the one and- where they're all crowded around the microphone? Yes, oh and then like God. Tyler is just standing in the back looking completely <laughs> flummoxed for most of it. <laughs> he looks like a little kid who lost his mom. <laughs> he just like looks around. And then he like comes in and goes, Yeah. <laughs> and then goes back to like looking <laughs> so good. Because I don't think all the other B Nakes are I'm not saying he's not musically talented but I don't think he has the same understanding of harmony because he's a drummer I mean you don't really have to right we're gonna get added by like a thousand drummers now (laughs) he's picked up a lot yeah all thousand drummers to listen to our show hey we're we're big in the drum community Uh, hey if this goes viral for me saying drummers are pieces of shit then let it be so (laughs) um but yeah clearly he is this sacred does not reflect the views of this podcast (laughs) Um, I think he, neither you know, host reflects the views of this yeah, podcast. This podcast is an entity unto itself. Um, yeah, like clearly he didn't have the the chops to do all the harmonies, so he just comes in with a, a little thing every so often. But man, it was so funny. Um, but man, yeah, I wrote Tyler's board, but that version is awesome. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's incredibly. I mean, the good. song was almost meant to be played acoustic. Yeah, yeah, actually, absolutely. it was definitely meant to be played acoustic because there's no electronic instruments except for the keyboard. But at the same time, did you watch the bathroom session? Yes, I did. Snoozer Reno. Yeah. It was just nothing. Like, I don't know. I wrote, my only note for it was yawn. Too little, too late. For sure. Now, one more. Did you watch the Persuasions version? Yeah. Holy shit. An angelic choir descended (laughs) from heaven. The banjo, the harmony, or the mandolin, maybe. This is the superior version. Uh Like, this is the version that should have been. Like, uh, between this and the other stripped-down, like, live version, there's, like, a great song hidden in here mm-hmm. that needed more production. Yeah, I think that just seeing... A lot of songs benefit from being played live, and a lot of them don't. Like, some of them don't, right? Yeah. So I think this is definitely one of those ones where if you saw it played live, I think you would really appreciate it more than not. Yeah, uh, than yeah. Than just on the album. And I, I did like this song. I think it's not my favorite, but... Yeah, I don't know if I'd go. Don't so want to tip my hand on the rating. Okay, I don't know if I'd say I liked it. I thought it was fine, passable. But like you, you actively liked it. We'll get there. Okay, all right. Let's talk lyrically Let's about talk lyrically. this song. So I have a couple reads on this song. Please. The first one is pretty much like let's say let's say we're on a continuum one of them's good one of them's evil and then like there's like straight down the plate okay like the good the good plate the good read is like it's about sort of wanting to share with your partner but not being able to right that's like the best way you could read this song um yeah like it's sort of a sweet sentiment to want to show off your like real self to someone that you love right right that's i mean that's sweet right you want to be like very honest and open with them but not being able but having stuff you can't you can't figure out why you're holding back but you're still holding back sure but ultimately i think that's a fucking stupid idea yeah to to want to share everything with your partner like you think that's stupid that's like I mean, we're Wait, all why? we're all weak, selfish, shitty people, right? So to be like, yeah, I'm weak and selfish and shitty, like, yeah, obviously, everyone knows that. Everyone is. Like, I think that I would prefer to just like, if I've got bad stuff about me that my partner doesn't know and isn't going to affect our relationship or us at all, I'm going to keep. 
keep it that shit to myself. I want them to continue to think that I'm a good person and I want to continue sure. to try and be a better person for them. Like, sure. that's a better way to take it. But I, I think that a lot of times in life, you don't know what's going to affect you. You have this thing and you bottle it up and you think this isn't going to affect our relationship. And then one day it affects your relationship. It affects your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's that could... I mean, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. So why not just be open and honest, right? I, I don't know. I think that... Uh, one of the I things... share every impulse I have with yeah, my that, partner. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like oversharing is a bad thing. Like, sure. I mean, you're still... As far as much as you come together, and I've been with my partner for, what, 13 years? Like, 14, including dating. Like, yeah. I, he doesn't know everything about me. Yeah. Like, and I prefer it that way. And I don't yeah. know everything about him. Like, I mean, there's stuff we share and stuff we don't share. Like, we're still separate entities. We're still human beings in and of ourselves. I feel like the thing that I like, and this is sort of like what people expect from a modern relationship now, is not just like love and safety and comfort and things like that, but also that you play off each other and make each other better people. And I think and you don't think that's no, I think one of my part, my partner sees me as a better person than I really am. So me wanting to try and be that person has made me a better person in general, sort of a fake it till you make it situation. I wrote fake it till you make it in my notes, um, because I think that's something the narrator yeah. is doing. Yeah. Like, um, just like, why would you ever want to disabuse your partner of thinking that you're awesome? Why not just try and be awesome? Because I, I think for a lot of people, that's hard. I think talking, It is hard. It's fucking impossible a lot of times. But wouldn't talking like, to people help? I mean, I think that's what therapy is for. I think that's what... Right. Right? So, like, if you have a... If you know there's something wrong with you, instead of just, you know, I think that's a very sort of... Well, I mean, I'm toxically talking, masculine, like, you know, yes, I know there's something yes, wrong yes. with me, but I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to... I'll just do it on my own, by myself, and I'll figure it out, and, and I'll get it done. Yeah. And I mean, I think that I am a special case because if i <laughs> of course you do I, if i need help i'll ask for it yeah, right that's true, and i and i work out a lot i spend a lot of time thinking about stuff and thinking about my problems and stuff and if i can work through it on my own i'll work through it on my own but i i'm 100 percent pro therapy i'm 100 percent pro being honest with your partner sure. like if i feel like I mean, something we're millennials is, of course yeah. we're pro therapy yeah <laughs> so <laughs> the defines a millennial fucking love therapy <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't you <laughs> you go to fucking doctor to get your you know presumably and hopefully you go to a doctor if you can afford it right you know to get like a physical checkup when i get your brain checked up yeah, come on everybody not? get yeah. out there go to a therapist um even if you don't think you need it yeah uh ounce of prevention people yeah once a year go to the therapist say hey i'm doing fine <laughs> they'll say okie dokie yeah, my, my ask me a bunch of questions see if i'm doing fine <laughs> how are my mental reflexes <laughs> Can you hit my brain with a hammer? Um, Draw some spinal fluid. <laughs> Draw a Rorschach test. Um, so, uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I see where you're coming from there. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I obviously, I think that's a definite read for this song. Yeah, like, he, my, he's a, keeping something. That's my good, well, it's, he's obviously keeping something. Yeah. He literally explicitly says yeah. he's keeping something. But what, what, like, the good read is that he's keeping it because, like, he, something is holding, holding him back and, you know, he wants to just be a better person but i don't think that's necessarily the actual read i think this is this guy's a real shitty person in real life before we get there yeah. can we speculate on what he is hiding from his partner? i think this is a Bluebeard situation i really think like he's a, a secret treasure no oh, i'm thinking no, Blackbeard. that's the Bluebeard story right the the woman marries it's like crimson peak that's a more modern oh, wait hold on is this the thing around the throat where no nope, no nope. oh, this is the shit, fuck the woman marries the Bluebeard, a pirate or something like that he's perfect husband whatnot just don't look in this fucking room sort of thing and okay. then he's he's away for a long periods of time at sea and finally she goes and looks at the room and he's like oh why'd you look in the room and now i have to kill you or something like that i don't know what he finds dead bodies who the fuck knows okay like i don't remember there's lots of variations of the story but like crimson peak is one of the most common i never like, saw it oh it's a great fucking movie okay. you should see crimson peak it is delight that's an interesting real shitty like 
Okay, here's a box. That he has and, literal bodies? Yeah. It's, no, wait, on those, she ever opened it. And then one day she opens it and she, he goes, okay, you're done. We're done. We, you fucked yeah. up. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fairy tale and it punishes women, obviously. Yeah, for right. Being, like, <laughs> it's an old fairy tale from a really problematic time in our, you know, cultural yeah. history. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, but at the same time, like, if, okay, if I can play the Bluebeard's advocate for a second. Right. If we're, like, if I'm with my partner and I'm saying, hey, um, you know, this is our house. We shared this, but like, could you just not look at my, my stuff? Could you just like not look in my box? Like this is like, got some private stuff in there. I'd prefer you didn't see. That's, I mean, that's super, that's, what you, it's kind of shitty of, of her to go in and like go paw through his fucking stuff. You've like, planted a seed. Right. Like why? I mean, I trust my well, husband, but why? Right. But at the same time, like you should be respectful of your partner's personal space and things. Right. But so, the, but who because, because us? she might like, say you actually don't want her to look in the, in the box. Right. And you say, just, if you don't tell her to look in the box and she accidentally looks in the box while she's cleaning or some shit, that's, that's on you. Sure. But if you say, Hey, this is my private box. Just don't go in my box. Sure. Please don't go in my box. Even if you hear some noises coming from my box, <laughs> if there's like scratching from my box, if it calls to you uh-huh. in the night, if you have dreams about my box, just don't go in my box, okay? Yeah. If it smells real good, if you feel <laughs> like some real like bacon cookie smells coming out of there, and there's a little voice that says, "Hey, I got something for you," I and got- it sounds just like the sis- your sister who drowned when you were eight. Don't look at my fucking <laughs> box, okay? Um, how much of the onus is on you? What? To not put your uh, to like put your box in a safe deposit box to put your box in you know what I mean like well if you in a in an ideal relationship where your part you trust and respect your partner you should be able to say hey don't look at my box and they won't sure uh but most relationships are less than ideal yeah. right? right so but also like putting your box in a safety deposit box shows a fundamental lack of trust sure but right? it's not the okay. Yes, but we're also, also we're, we're Bluebeard... framing this like if you open the box, you die. So right, like, and I also yeah. think like Bluebeard's a ghost or something yeah, too. Okay. Like I think, so I think like, yeah, so he's yeah, like it's wrong. bound by the law of silver and bone. You <laughs> okay, know, sure, don't look sure, in my sure, box, sure, okay? Sure. Yeah, okay. Well, the ghost will never leave you alone, Hardy. <laughs> um, give me your, uh, give me the other side of the, give me the shitty person uh, uh, read of this song. This person is a really shitty person. Like most of what he says is bad, like evil. <laughs> How so? so? I've set aside everything I love. So I have set aside everything I love. I have saved everything else for you. And I've saved everything else for you. So you are not something I love because I would have set you aside otherwise. Sure. And you just get all the leftovers. Yeah. Second bad thing. Are the things I keep only for myself? It's your fate, but not your fault. Are the things I keep only for myself? It's your fate, but it's not your fault. So you're stuck with me. My fault. Good job. Yep. I did yeah. it. This, I felt like Ed wrote the music. Steve wrote the lyrics. Yeah. There's nowhere else I would rather be, but I just can't be right here. So I'm going to be gone a lot. There is nowhere else I would rather be, but I can't just be right here. Every useless reason I know, there's a reason not to care. If I hide myself wherever I go, am I ever really there? So you're never going to see the true me, period. Yeah. And for every useless reason I know, there's a reason not to care. If I hide myself wherever I go, am I ever really there? 
yeah i mean i'll give you all that i need to get uh, all the, that i could ever give though it's less than you will need yeah i will give you all i could ever give though it's less than you will need could you just forget if you can't forgive all the things i cannot concede you're gonna be starving for like emotional and physical support could you forget if you can't forgive the things i cannot concede so i hope you just you know if you can't forgive all this shit that i'm gonna heap on you you know just brush it out the rug just 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 bush it all down deep yep 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 like this is a real shitty dude yeah horrible yeah right and yeah i i want beard man i want to i want to say that it's you know uh he he wants to tell her but just can't but yeah, maybe it's just that. So that's a, yeah, that's my middle of the road read. Is this basically just that like, was the middle of the no, road? No, this this the one you just said was middle of the road. Oh, like okay. he wants to tell her this stuff, but he can't. Sure. The okay. bad read is that he's a really shitty person who's oh. just purposely like be. He's like, yeah, I realize how much of a piece of shit I am, sure. but you know what? You're stuck with me. Sure. You're, I, we're in a codependent <laughs> relationship. You're not going anywhere. I snagged you. Look at that ring yeah. on your finger. Like he feel. I feel like this is a guy who would gaslight you. Yeah, who yeah. would like who would like mani- real manipulative. Yeah. I like, thought your third read was going to be like... No, that's, third read is down on the like the middle of the road. I like, thought it was going to be he's he's an alien and she is a piece of grass. <laughs> and this is... I thought it was going to be... for every time that I step on the ground. Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. This felt like a Stevie P where he's just like, you know, I didn't give you everything. I couldn't give you everything. I'm a bad boyfriend. Sorry. <laughs> with his little Stevie <laughs> smile. I did it. Oopsie. Well, I think like the middle of the road read is that the guy, what you said, basically, that he yeah. wants to share, but he can't. So it's a murder. It's basically it's a, a no, past it's a, identity. Or it's just, it's like a too little too late scenario, right? Where he... He just has some sort of psychological hang-up where he can't be totally honest with his partner. Or he murdered someone. Or he murdered someone, or he's bound by the laws of flesh and bone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he used to have a different identity, but now he lives in Omaha. And maybe she's a, his second, like second family. It's like a guy who has two families. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he knows that she's his cousin, but he loves her too much to ever tell her that. A Buddy Holly situation. <laughs> I get what we're going you. on here. I look just like Buddy Holly. Um, <laughs> yeah. What other possible reads could there be for the secret that he has that he can't tell her? He has a tail. He always has to have sex with the lights off because he, he doesn't ever want her to see his tail. Um, that works. He's right? a, he's like an escaped uh, Nazi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, actually, that wouldn't probably be a secret anymore. No, he's out and out with that. Yeah, but yeah. this was written in 2003. This was written in 1957. <laughs> Jesus. Again, that would have been... Oh, no. Bad then. Never mind. Um, Nazis are always bad. Well, okay. Bad to say out loud. Nowadays, you can get away with it if you're a horrible person. You could say it out in public and... Ha- not half. Should, uh, people will agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I I would say that that's uh, that's that's a pretty he's but the thing is he's self aware of his doubt which mm-hmm. is shitty. Seek help, get therapy, talk to maybe Katie's narrator <laughs> so they could give you some instructions. Which narrator? Because if you talk to because remember there's the two talk guys. Talk to the there's angel. two guys and maybe yeah talk to the angel. Don't talk to the devil because he's just gonna have you kill yourself. Hey, you know what? As a general rule, never talk to the devil. That <laughs> just is a bad idea. I would say yeah, just keep yeah, away. I feel like really unless you got no other choice. Yeah. Um, if I hide myself wherever I go, am I ever really there? Yeah. 
yeah you're physically you're there <laughs> you know people saker people wear a lot of masks i don't know if you know this like when you go out in public you're not the same person you are in private this is a metaphor hey what's a metaphor what is a metaphor <laughs> not much what's a matter for you <laughs> um evbo the self is a construct go on we don't actually have a self Tell everything is a mask how do you know so what this guy's self-doubt is made of is nothing because if he wears this mask everywhere, it becomes him. He doesn't have another self. Yourself is what you make of it. Correct. So you can you say, myself is holding back some of the stuff that I think and believe? But if you hold it back for long enough, then that becomes yourself. I don't think so. I think you can have... I think people can harbor crippling doubt and crippling fears for their whole entire life without ever showing them. <laughs> I think that's something we can do. But then, yeah. We can, we can hide addictions, <laughs> yeah. you know, we can, you can remain in loveless marriages for decades, if not centuries, some of us. Yeah. Although, although a century of, never mind, decades. <laughs> I'm going to walk that one We're back. back to the vampire read? Yes. <laughs> we can do that. I, only lovers left alive. I got that. <laughs> uh, thematically, this song kind of reminded me of one of my favorite REM songs, Wanderlust, where it's like, the whole common theme is like wanting to be present, but feeling itchy, like mm-hmm. the like the seven year itch. Like I gotta get my I, balls. I, out. I wanna dip my balls in it, as Ken Marino used to say. State nineteen nineties state reference. God, I love that fucking show. For all you elder millennials out there, <laughs> everybody born in nineteen eighty. Yeah. I never saw the state when it was airing. Uh, I'm young. I'm I a never little saw the boy. State when it was airing either. Fuck. Um, yeah, but, but it's, it's a very, it's a seven year itchy sort of song, right? This whole song is like, I feel like that's what he's keeping is like, I love you, but I'm not present. You know, no matter where I am, it'll never be enough. I'm never really there because like, I want to dip my balls in it. This is like, um, who's your fucking favorite little dude? Randy oh, Richard's scary. Randy Newman James. Oh, Randy it's New- like that Randy Newman album that he writes from the perspective of like a racist coal miner. Yeah. Um, where one of the songs is he goes home and like looks at his wife and, while he's drunk and like his wife's asleep and he just like it's a song about how much he loves his wife and how he'll never be able to tell her that and wow. that he can only do this he can only even think about this now because he's drunk right so like there's that yeah like I think that might be a situation too where like the guy he's because of you know toxic masculinity in the sure. 60s or 50s or just you know personal hangups he can't really articulate sure. how he feels sure 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 I have nothing to add. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I agree. I love you, Saker. I love you too, buddy. Um, I just want you to know that. <laughs> let's do the anime. I, look up, I love you and I look up to you. Hey, I like you and I love you. I like you too. My dad used to say that you can love someone and not like them very much, which I think I internalized. <laughs> you can. I feel time. like you can. I don't know. I think you can love someone and not like them very yeah, much. Yeah, sure. Because you're, you, I mean. Well, that, that's more, I think that's more obligation than love, right? Yeah. Oh, thin line. Thin blue line. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the anime read shall we shall we indeed everybody knows that every song on this album was written by stevie p as an overt not covert reference to (laughs) some 90s obscure ish anime Anime. this one of course is his and her circumstances in the u.s ev yes my favorite anime of all time. Really? Indeed it is. Huh. I love Kari I mean, Kano. I could definitely see you liking this. Like yeah. you like sort of the relational. I mean, it's basically one of the best dives into like a high school relational context I've seen. 
I mean, outside of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. I guess. It's it is very like non sugar coated, like mm-hmm. they love each other, they hate each other, yeah, and they they're get both through problems. And the thing is like they both end at a better place than they began, but they're both like they're both not very emotionally mature. Yes. At the beginning or the end? Well, it depends on what ending you're talking about. The ending of oh, the I'm anime about the anime. is, yeah. The ending of the manga, we revisit them in their mid-30s, and we uh, see how their relationship has developed. In their... Well, that's nice. Yes, yeah. I uh, mean, ideally, if somebody were to revisit you, you know, 12 years later, sure. you'd want to be smarter, <laughs> wiser, you know, better my, adjusted. My, my, my college roommate said to me, do you remember when you wanted your girlfriend to move in and you argued that she shouldn't pay any rent because she's just moving into your room and you already pay rent on that room. And I said, please shoot me into space. <laughs> Did I really say that? Yeah. I, th- I mean, just in, you know, yeah. I mean, that was 12 years ago. But like, holy fuck, what a monster. <laughs> like, yeah, people change. Well, I, I, liked, I, I like that we get smarter in theory as we <laughs> yeah. get older. And that's been my goal is to like get smarter and kinder and try to be, you know, more thoughtful. Yeah, as, yeah. But I mean... Back in our 20s, like, our brain isn't even finished cooking, sure. right? So, not that you can't be held responsible for your actions. <laughs> I don't want to, like, Brock Turner this no, shit. of course not. But, like, you know, uh, there's a there's a rose-colored thing in the past where you'd be like, you know, if everyone's an asshole yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. More of an asshole. But uh, this anime is about, it follows a romance between two perfect, or ostensibly perfect, uh, high school kids. Yukino and Arima. Yukino Miyazawa and Arima Soichiro. Uh, it's the relationships of them and several of their friends. Uh, it was broadcast from 98 to 99. Um, I thought that this song represented more of like the first episode and like the pre, before any mm-hmm. character development happens with these people, right? Because the whole idea of the first episode is that Yukino is like the perfect student mm-hmm. and she's perfect all the time she gets straight a's and everybody looks up to her and loves her and then when she gets home she's a, like fucking slovenly yeah. like lazy like asshole to her sisters and you know it's that dichotomy where she always wears a masks mm-hmm. or a mask like so she's perfect outwardly and inwardly she's less than perfect of course one day um arima comes to return a cd that he borrowed from her and sees her other persona mm-hmm. and arima that's the is actually event. also also her academic rival so he's he's yes. also perfect in school yes yes so um and arima also wears a mask, mask yeah. because his parents are horrible to him and they're monsters it's like and adoptive parents right because he's his he, well, his original his biological parents yeah oh uh, yeah uh yeah i think that's true i say it's my favorite but yeah he's just very damaged mm-hmm. and together they work to heal each other so and it goes I mean he and then at, at some point during the series he discards them this perfect student mask and decides to be a perfect boyfriend yeah and that's just another mask he wears yes. and it's also cracked and flawed as yeah. well because how the fuck are you gonna at eight, 16 17 years old how the hell are you gonna know how to be a perfect boyfriend all you have is like you know kare no kano yeah <laughs> or kare kano like you, what you see on TV. And I think that's where a lot of like teen drama comes from is because yeah. your brain isn't done yet cooking and the only thing you have to model are your half-brained you know compatriots sure. and then also what you see on tv and sure. stuff so absolutely i think it takes a lot of practice and time to be a good boyfriend or yes. a good partner in general yeah absolutely and a lot of hard work yeah yeah don't want to pat myself on the back <laughs> but i'm a pretty good partner <laughs> my partner was just telling me how good of a partner oh, i am look at you yeah. boy oh boy and he is a good partner too oh we were shucks. very lucky yeah you and are. you're a good partner saker hey you're to a me good partner. in this you're a good co-host you're a good Thank partner you. 
Um, yeah, uh, you know, he, they allow each other to open up and be the perf- person that they are in private to the world, uh, which is a very beautiful, it's just so, it's a fun show. And, you know, a lot of the lyrics, you know, this locked and guarded vault idea, they use a lot mm-hmm. of visual metaphors in the show as well that are very, very like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't remember each, you know, episode perfectly, but that there's some vault metaphor for where they keep their private selves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I think one to one. This uh, this song is a prequel to Karikano. Okay. Yeah, where the characters haven't hit any development yet. And, or it's uh, like maybe one of the early episodes where they just start dating and they yeah. can't really share it with each other yet. Yes, that's true. Okay, because I guess they have to know each other mm-hmm. in order for this song yes. to actually exist. But yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? And, I th- this, and this song does sort of like key into that. Like I feel like the, obviously the person who's the narrator of the song is seem comes off as quite emotionally immature that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i think the song reads a lot better if you read it as two high schoolers mm-hmm. instead of two grown stephen page and some fucking woman right yeah. like yeah i think it makes more sense unless you're he's a murderer or is a ghost taking human form or a cousin like a crane wife scenario right <laughs> yes yes what's the you know the one with the don't ever remove this ribbon around my neck yeah that's like yeah. a scary story to tell in the dark is thing. it really yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that's what this one reminds me of Evbo, now's the time in the show when we go to rate this song. Go rate this song. We rate it on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes this song is wearing, the better it is. The more clothes... Ooh, buddy, I hate that. It's a bad song. So, on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, we'll give Saker some time to think about it as we always do, <laughs> do. and first we'll hit up Evan. So, Evan, what do you think? Oh, great for me. <laughs> um, so, my I come from a long line of, like, country folk. Mm-hmm. Like, my... I, I grew up in a city, but... <laughs> people you know country folk like rural people you know small town uh catholic you know roman catholic sort of uh farmer dairy farmers uh you know grow corn wheat so i used to go and work on the farm in the summer and over breaks and so this is let's say like a this is a a late autumn early like so i'm on winter break and i'm working on the farm i'm out there with the cows milking the cows um cleaning up cow shit, mm-hmm. baling hay, that sort of fun. Well, I wouldn't be baling hay, but I'd be spreading hay on their shit uh, so it doesn't stink as bad. But anyway, feeding the cows, come in, <laughs> fucking dirty, bone tired. My grandma's waiting for me and my cousin and my brother. We come in. And my grandfather who's dead. And my grandfather, well, actually my grandfather would be dead at this point. So this would be, and my so, so my uncle, I guess. So we're sitting there at the table and she sets down a big plate of like ham, Ooh. sandwiches, fried chicken. Maybe some like some green beans, okay. uh, green corn, beef, eggs, and gr- ham. Yeah, that's just a big old thing, and we're just tucking away. And she's just like smiling, putting around, being being real friendly, uh, talking to us about our days. Grandma's smart as a fucking whip. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, it's a good feeling, a good gentle like country feel. There's some there's some twangy twangy guitar on the <laughs> on the country station that's always playing in the background because my family loves country music. So. And then grandma turns away from us to go back to pick something out. Like the oven thing timer goes off. Yeah. She turns around, fucking bare ass naked all the way. <laughs> oh no. Down. So she's got like a, she's got her, um, like a medical an, apron, an apron on. <laughs> uh-huh. She's got like the front of her thing, but like, it's one of those, one of those shirts that like comes on the front is unbuttoned. So she's not buttoned in the back <laughs> and her pant, her skirt is like ripped like half of it off. So I just catch a, catch a glimpse of my grandma, like naked, fr- naked all the way back as she like goes and bends over and gets the thing out of the. Is thing. this sad? Is your grandma okay? Uh, she actually, I sh- that would be more my par- my parents' grandma. My father's grandma was went a little bit. Uh, oh, senile. Yeah, at the end. But oh my, boy, my mom's grandma. Was, I should not. My laugh mom's at mother this. was pretty pretty sharp all the way up to the end. But sure, she just died recently, like last year. So, 
I'm sorry. At like 96. <laughs> so yeah, she had a she, was she, old had, a, as she hell. had a long run. But anyway, yeah. So my half naked grandma. So this song is, it, it gives like like a warm like sort of fuzzy feeling. Like I feel like the, I feel this song like touching me on the roots. Sure. But. At the same time, I don't really want to see okay. this song naked. <laughs> Got it. Like I've seen about as much. It's a half naked song, sure. But I don't. I don't want it to take off anymore. Grandma, put your fucking sure, clothes. Sure. Grandma, Grandma, let me cover you up. Oh, Grandma, you cold as a blanket, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Grandma. Why don't you have? Why don't you have a seat in the chair? Uh-huh. Well, let me get that for you. Um. Okay. For my rating, um. I am crawling out of the mouse hole in the wall, having done a long day of borrowing. Are you? Oh, you're fine. <laughs> of course. Uh, and I crawl back under the bed where I live and get inside my shoebox. I am, of course, tiny Kevin Hearn, the borrower. Shoebox of lies. Of lies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use my toothbrush uh, to pole vault into the um, the shoebox where I live. You smash into like the xylophone. Smash <laughs> into the xylophone. Clank, clank, knock over Tyler's <laughs> yeah. drum set. Um, and, uh, all the other Brannigan ladies are out for the night. They're at a party. I decided not to go. Um, and, uh, um, I, I just go to sleep for the night and I, I, I turn the lights off and of course I sleep entirely in the nude. So I strip all my clothes off. As you should. It's healthier. Oh, absolutely. Um, doesn't constrict your genitalia. <laughs> Is that the reason it's healthier? I think so. Yeah. I think, oh. I don't know. I remember reading it was healthier. You don't want to get them hot balls while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a sweaty boy. So I go to sleep. In the nude, I kick off all my covers because it's a hot night and I'm under a bed in a shoebox. <laughs> a padded um, shoebox. And then at some point, I go to sleep and during the night, I feel a shifting and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? And I realize that I'm being picked up and taken somewhere and I call out, Ed, uh, Tyler. Uh, How would they be able to pick up your shoebox? I'm just wondering if they're here, but oh. nobody's here with me. I, I don't know who's taking me. And, and, and I hear muffled talking and I push my, my ear to the side of the shoebox to listen and I can hear like, put, them, put, it in the bank, put it in the bank. And I'm like, what the fuck? Put it in the bank. And so I, I, I'm shift- I can't let my presence be known because I'm a borrower. And then suddenly everything is still again. And we zoom out with this camera and I'm, I'm in this shoebox and I'm pounding on the side. I'm saying, hello. And it's a shoebox inside of a bank vault, a locked and guarded vault in this bank. And they thought that there was something in this shoebox that they got the wrong shoebox. The hundreds of thousands of dollars were in another shoebox. And there's bank guards. And then we zoom out more. And this bank is under Stephen King's Under the Dome. That's the city <laughs> we're in. So I'm totally naked. I know there's a naked song in here somewhere, but it's covered up by too many <laughs> layers of things, right? This needed more production. Needed somebody to dig to the bottom of it and pull out the Persuasions version, right? That's what truly naked <laughs> we'll be right back with more it's all been done a very good ladies podcast yeah, i didn't want to follow that up with anything <laughs> hey evan how god damn it two in a row tic-tac-toe oh boy uh you don't want to do two commercials what kinda, what's a modern wonder of the world to you a modern wonder of the world. Yes. Um, boy. So what does I mean? What does it mean to be a wonder? Does it just have to be people talking about it a lot, or does it have to be like, how did they do that? Because I think like the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Well, uh, I think both wonders tend to be architectural, but I feel like there could be wonders that are not. I mean, like, I guess the Library of Alexandria was a wonder, right? But it wasn't necessarily the archi- the edifice itself. It sure. was the what it contained. Sure. So I guess the internet. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Of course. A wonder of the modern world. But. I feel like the one Saker's teeth. Just don't, sit there and admire those pearly whites across the table from me. Don't they gotta be? Don't they gotta be? Don't they gotta be things that you can visit? You gotta be able to visit. I visit Saker's teeth every other week. Do you visit or, the internet? 
I visit the internet every day. <laughs> I suppose so. What else is a modern wonder of the world? Um, television. <laughs> now we're just naming concepts. Not just we, you. Give me three concepts that you could not live your life without. Concepts? Yep. Um. Let's play 72 questions. <laughs> love. Uh-huh. Uh, let's say honor. <laughs> and, uh. Honor. Yeah, like people standing by their word and doing what they say they're going to do sure. and that sort of stuff. Like <laughs> like at the gas station, when you put your card in, it just says, I stole it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like I feel like society is to a certain level, ba- like civil society is based on honor, right? Sure. We, we trust everyone to yeah. act in an honorably honorable way for the most part. But honorable, according to my standards, might not be yours. Well, that's why we make laws. Yeah, I guess that's true. And there's true. like social mores and stuff, and those can change from culture to culture. That's and, and a nation. social more. Yeah. <laughs> when the laws hit your face like a subpoena, taste social more. <laughs> Sorry, so love, uh, honor, and humanity. Yeah, that'd be kindness, I guess. Kindness. Be my last one. Wow. So, so if everyone were cruel, amoral, and uh, like hateful, <laughs> I think that would be a terrible <laughs> place to live. So you're That's not, the future the conservatives want. You are not a big fan of the uh, Kill Bill song, Battle Without Honor Humanity. That's just a big no-no in F-Boy's book. <laughs> I mean, you can be a fan of media, a certain type of media, without necessarily having to agree with everything that it Anything puts out. Anything with cruel or hate in the title, I'm out. Oh, I'm so out. You, you have the same beliefs that I do? Yeah. Yeah, I also the same three were the same three. But that you're I'm more, into. you're a lot more uh, like. Uh oh, that could really bite you in the butt, no? Because like the no hate campaign has hate in the title, so I have to be against that. Right. No. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I don't do that. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I'm sort of a moral relativist in that regard. <laughs> I'm just a moral, a strict moral law I follow. <laughs> if it says right. a bad thing, I well, don't. Well, you're like very it. Kantian in that respect. I'm. Like, hey, I'm continent as hell. <laughs> I keep my pee inside. Where it belongs. Where it belongs. Sager's never peed in front of me. And I never will. You never peed in front of me. And I never will. Really? I I bet that could change one day. I bet you I could get you into a situation where you peed in front of me. There's this commercial that I saw, a Mershey, because I signed on the CBS All Access. I'm not used to commercials anymore. Right. uh, Except for the ones we do. Yeah. Uh, like this one. I get them and, on Hulu, yeah. Yeah, I get them. Some, well, I pay, I pay the extra $3 a month so I don't have to watch this shit because, you know, my opportunity cost is higher than yeah, like... Mine is very low. Yeah. Okay. Like, I can pay $3 to not <laughs> be bored for 60 seconds or 80 seconds or whatever it is. There's a commercial where it's about a hotel and the husband is like sitting on the toilet while the wife takes a bath. And I'm like, what? Wait, you've never gone to the bathroom in the same room as your partner? Are you fucking kidding me? No. Why would you do that? That's monstrous. That's comfort. That is fucking monstrous. No, I, you've never peed in front of your partner. No. I could show my partner like That's a level of respect and like insane. personal personal agency and whatnot. Like I have like I pee behind a shut fucking door and so does my partner. Wow. So wow. That blows my mind. That just seems disrespectful. Oh wow. Like nah, I don't, it's fun. You're just not even a person to me anymore. I'm just gonna take a fucking dump right in front of you. It's not it's not a lack of, of humanity. Really? No, absolutely. It's comfort. It's I feel so comfortable around you that we can we can pee in front of each other. We can take a big dump in front of each other. Oh, okay, maybe poop is a step too far. Yeah. But peeing in front of your partner is a time-honored tradition. I mean, I feel like that just has your it just shows a level of dick? disregard. Has my partner ever seen my dick? Yes. Okay. Hey. Yes. Who am I gonna argue with? <laughs> you? <laughs> Me, I guess. You know who else pees? <laughs> 
<laughs> Almost certainly. Those would be the hosts of We Are, a One Piece podcast. Wait, we with two E's? Oh my god, we are! A One Piece rewatch podcast where the veteran of the show, Joe, guides Jory through his first watch through the long and still running Shonen series. Oh my gosh, yes. We try to make episodes monthly. We don't always succeed, but we're still going. We promise. They're up to episode 31. They do one episode a month, and One Piece is still airing weekly, so they will never catch up. (laughs) That's like Sisyphusian. Yeah. They're like pushing this fucking anime boulder up a hill. And I believe One Piece has like something like 800 episodes now. And they're on episode 31. Can that be right? Can One Piece have 800 episodes? Well, if it's aired weekly for decades. Like, I remember when I was living in Japan, it was, like, still going strong. Yeah, and when was that? That was 10 years ago. Yeah, that was 2008, 2009. Holy cow. Okay, so uh, over 900 episodes is yeah. how many episodes wow, One Piece wow, has. Wow. I'm very that, concerned and confused. I'm glad that we're doing Bare Naked Ladies now. This is, like, the first time I've been glad that, like, <laughs> our event horizon isn't 900 songs away. It's only, like, I don't know, 100 more, maybe. 150. That could be fun, though, right? No, it couldn't. To have friendship forever? To know that you'll always be friends? I'm afraid that when Brandon Ladies <laughs> ends, we end. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel yeah. like that's that's kind of like the that's the run of our friendship. We are, promise but that's me what our friendships are. Like, they come, you co- go together, you come apart, you know? No, friendships are forever. BFF. Maybe. Yeah. You know, are we are we going to jump? A, that's a stupid thing to say, is best Let's, friends forever. Promise me right now you're going to jump ship after BNL's over. We're going to jump to your choice this time. Maybe. <laughs> you gotta promise me. I'm being real cagey. Promise me on air. No. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know what my life's gonna be like. I don't want to be held to a promise. Remember, I, I feel about honor. Like if I want to say, if I'm gonna say I'm gonna do another podcast, I'm gonna do another podcast with you. But I'm That's not fair. gonna say it You're because I'm not sure. Honorable man. Thank you, Evan. Try to be. All right. Well, good deal. Goodbye. Bye. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big wheel that you might be able to even hear. Oh, I'm going to spin it a few more times. Oh, it feels so good to spin that wheel. All right. <gasps> Thanks. That was fun. Spin it again. Oh, God. I love it. We've to... been hitting this one a lot more lately. I know. It's wishful thinking, right? <laughs> okay. Or maybe it's just taunting me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Man was convicted. Travis Tritt. Next. We can't. I have to take that one off this. I'm spinning it seven times. Here we go. How do we get the wrong man was convicted so fucking often? Conventioneers, what fandom would the narrator of this song belong to and why? Oh, God. Okay. So what does this person love? They love hidden things. They love mm-hmm. keeping secrets. They are part of the unforum which is, of course, the biggest ARG community on the <laughs> internet. Go listen to Argonauts, <laughs> a new podcast on the Orange Groves. Um, yeah, I think they, I mean, what, what, what kind of things are, because if you like things that are hidden in secret, you don't want to revisit that in your daily life because it's going to mm-hmm. remind you of all the things you hide. So what you like to watch is... I don't is, really like secrets. No, they don't. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. they, they, like, they like to... To distract their mind from the secrets that are in their head. I feel like this is like an ancient aliens guy. Oh, a real History Channel sort of. Well, uh, History Channel after dark. Okay, got it. <laughs> sure. Like you watch History Channel in the daytime, it's like the pyramids were made by uh, by hundreds of thousands of slaves carrying black blocks using uh, rolling, you know, rolling at night. It's like aliens drop them into the ground. <laughs> sure. I can't believe that any non-white race could make such a. <laughs> I am a 
amazed that they don't edifice. do the Cartoon Network thing where in the day it's Cartoon Network, at night it's Adult Swim. This is like in the morning it's history, at night it's history, history. baby. <laughs> but it's like what the yeah, it should be the Mystery Channel. Well, they had like History's Mystery, like yeah, so the the Mystery Channel. Yeah, History Channel in the day, History Channel in the sheets, <laughs> Mystery, mystery channel. channel. Wait, the other way around. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Streets, yeah. I want a shirt that says Mystery Channel on the Sheets, <laughs> Mystery Channel on the Streets. Um, so, yeah, I think that Ancient Aliens is probably... Um, why, though? Just because it distracts them. That's I think, like anything that's loud. Well, it's and, their, their secrets that you can't possibly find the answer to because oh, they aren't really secrets. They're sure. just made up. Like, Oh, wow. Okay. So maybe this guy even belongs to like the cryptid fandom. Like oh, he goes yeah. to the Mothman Festival every year. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, goes to the Bigfoot Festival off yeah. in Indiana. Man, why why do we never or, go to the Mothman Festival? Because it's not great. I like it. I had, I went once and had a good time. Okay. It's easy to get to. I went once and had. Uh, don't need to go again. Okay, fair enough. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So sure, maybe he listens to the Crypto Naturalists. <laughs> that could be his fandom. A crypto naturalist fan <laughs> sure why not <laughs> it's things that don't exist that he can lose himself in it's a mystery that can never be solved and yeah. should never be solved well i think he wants to he wants to solve the mystery right so it's not necessarily mysteries that can't be solved it's it's he wants to like he wants to be able to share is what it seems like to me yeah but he also doesn't want to i mean it depends right. on where we fall on your scale right, of right, reads right, right right yeah so how are we reading this song is he a good boy is he a bad boy or is he an okay boy i think he's an okay boy all right. Right. He wants to share, but, he but he's feels just got he's just got personal he's hangups. Cool yeah. Yeah. He's okay. got personal hangups or societal hangups that don't let him. Sure. So maybe so. he does want a mystery that can be solved. Right. Just so. like he wants to solve the mystery in his head. So he likes Agatha Christie novels. He likes uh, Knives Out by Ryan Johnson. He <laughs> likes. I mean, I'm trying to think of like yeah, and then there were none. Is his favorite book. <laughs> so <laughs> Sue Grafton mystery is like the A through J or whatever yeah. she got to. God, isn't J that... is for jorts. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Sue. Gra- My mom read every single fucking Sue Grafton mystery. And they're, uh, they're apparently good. I mean, they're, they'll sell more books than I ever will. So oh, here, I, here I am punching up. Yeah, for real. Uh, okay. I think that's a pretty good answer. So his, his, his Sue Grafton is what we're landing on yes. for his fandom. Yeah. They're mysteries, but they're not like, I mean, it's not like Sherlock Holmesian mysteries. It, like these are mysteries that are accessible mysteries. Are Sue Grafton mysteries mysteries where when you read the ending, you're like, I should have gotten that. I have never read a Sue Grafton novel, so I can't really uh, even speculate. Maybe he likes murder mystery dinners because you're actively trying to solve. Freeform Games. Hey, Freeform Games, please send me a free game. We've done three of your murder mysteries and they've been a joy. I deserve a free game. I'm advertising you on my podcast. (laughs) If you like murder mystery dinners, check them out. Boy, I'm advertising a lot during this segment. Yeah, you're really really selling out. Saker sells out. Um, 1D12. I call you sell, sell, sell podcast. Shilker. And we're back <laughs> with It's All Done, done American Ladies Podcast. Uh, all right. This next section is a little section that we call Bare Naked Males. In this Bare Naked Male section, we take a piece of mail from one of you. Uh, we want to know what you have to say. So um, email us. You can email us at uh, It's All Been Done Podcast at gmail.com. Today's email comes from. Macaulay. Macaulay. Mm. Macaulay says, uh, the title of this is, okay, I don't think you've done this question yet. (laughs) You are contestants on a Project Runway-esque reality show. For this week's challenge, you are tasked with designing full-length evening gowns for the B&L boy of your choice. 
but there's a catch. Mm. You can only use material from your average CVS. In the immortal words of Tim Gunn, make it work. Uh, Macaulay also says, P.S. Don't remember what episode you talked about a BNL musical. Remind me, please. Hey, Macaulay, I have bad news for you. <laughs> we forget these episodes <laughs> as soon as we record them. I apologize. I know we've done it. You got me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, I kind of want to. I kind of want to grab Kevin Hearn right off the bat because I feel like he. Oh no! I think Stephen Page would really sell it because I think he's got more more like stage Panache. presence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, if you take the page, I got to take the the Robertson. Okay. I, I don't see any other That's way we'll out do. of this. That's what we'll do. Okay. So I see Stephen Page. First thing I'm going to do is uh, pierce his ears with um, probably fish hooks. Is oh, that the CVS? Don't, I don't think they sell or uh, thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. There we right. go. So I'm going to do thumbtacks. I'll rig up a back with like an old band-aid <laughs> and then I'll hang from them with like a little bit of like a <laughs> rubber band or wire. Him. I'll hang the um, like empty empty like those little uh, one shot bottles of wine. Oh yeah, sure. Like the Ozeki one cups. <laughs> no, the Ozeki one cups. <laughs> the little little tiny yeah, bottles of wine. Mean. Like yeah. the little like sips of wine. I, I think they sell them. They're called like buzz... Uh, buzz bombs. Buzz, buzz balls. I, not a buzz ball. It's just like a little <laughs> bottle of wine. It's a tiny bottle of oh, wine. <laughs> no, it's a little tiny bottle of wine, Seiko. All right. All right. So, yeah, I, I just have those, and um, I'd probably maybe see if I could, like, like wire a Christmas light so that they're a little bit of little light scintillating for this, like, rosé. Sure. So he's got a little bit oh. of a, a sparkle around his face. I like that. Um, I, of course, C- your average CVS has a lot of makeup in it. Mm-hmm. And not being a makeup aficionado, I would just go fucking crazy with it. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me too. Definitely. I was thinking that. <laughs> I don't want you to steal my thunder when I said it as well. Hey, so I'm just hey going first on. sometimes has its privileges. Hey, me too. I'm also going to do the thumbtacks in the ears. Me too. I like that. I was, was going to think the whole time. <laughs> Okay, what about... So there we go. What, oh, he's made up. No, he's made up. Okay, so he's made up. Oh, um, the gown? Glasses on. I don't know. I'm getting to the gown. Get to the fucking gown. Um, I take... Uh, gosh. Let's say... What's what's the... Like, gauze. Medical gauze. Okay. You're going to wrap him like a mummy? <laughs> no, I'm going to... Um, because CVS does sell clothes. What season is it, I guess, is the question. Well, winter. You bought Christmas lights. Oh, okay. So it's got, like, coat. We've got, like, really shitty winter coats we got a little bit of shitty snow sure, pants sure so i'm gonna take those i'm gonna put stevie in those i'm gonna cut like i'm gonna cut them like a um like a 16th century german landsnecht you know like where they have like the um nobody knows like i'm sure as soon as i describe it to you like it the, the get to the go there's a there's a they're the mercenaries, right? That they're they to show how rich they are. They wear like silk shirts and whatnot, and then they would wear one silk shirt and they put another silk shirt over it and they'd slash the sleeves and stuff so you can see through. Okay, he's like, I'm wearing eight silk shirts, <laughs> so I would do that with like CVS, like <laughs> s- like ugly Christmas sweaters. He would just look like he's like getting on an airplane and couldn't fit all of his shirts in his. Right, but he had to wear they're all them. cut. They're all cut, so you can see. And I would do it in such a way as to layer the colors in like uh-huh. a Japanese like Heian period style. So okay. like pinks and whites and like roses oh just good i'll do like a like a, a blue and green like a pine sort of thing and try to get like a foresty thing and then i take the gauze and i would uh t- t- like staple it to the <laughs> snow pants so that it's hanging off like behind him like a trail you're really gonna hurt steve like, i'm not gonna he's not gonna be wearing <laughs> you it you already put thumbtacks through his ears well yeah that's the only thing i'm doing he needs to suffer for his art okay, okay fair. you know i bet stephen page has pierced ears i bet he's the kind of guy who like had a piercing in the 90s He's the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, but piercings? No, you're the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Okay, 
It was before the funeral started, Evan. <laughs> we, me, I was a friend I hadn't seen in a long time. It was time. after the Nightingale uh, remembrance. And there was a half hour between that and the funeral. Right, and everyone else sat in respectful silence. Funerals are supposed to be for the living. It's joyful. And then when people talk, you're quiet. Uh-oh. Listeners, we're getting into some shit. So anyway. I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a long time, and we were having a good time. You guys were laughing like jackals. I felt bad, really bad after you said something. I'm sorry to, your credit. to those affected by my horrible... I wonder if they listen to this podcast. I know um, one of them does. Yeah. I think you were fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it was like... We just had people around us you kind of did, looking your back. Your face was red. I felt yeah. like I was embarrassing you. You were. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> I was just sitting there quietly. Yes, you were. And respectfully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've got this gay gauze hanging from behind him. And I think... You know, I probably I'm probably gonna string more Christmas lights on it because mm-hmm. why the fuck not? If you got Christmas lights, mm-hmm. so there's my there's my uh, there's my gown. Okay, it looks pretty good. Oh no, I'm gonna take the gauze and I'm gonna like not like layer it, but like weave it like a net. Sure. So it's gonna be like layers of gauze over and sure. over in like a cross pattern. I feel like mine has to have some theme to it, right? Mine so doesn't. Winter Winter Wonderland. What do the slash shirts represent in Winter Wonderland? Did I not say it? Pine. Listen, like, yeah. Pines. No, you did not say pines. You I did. said German I s- royalty. I did. And then I said, like, I'm going to layer the colors like a hay on court noble and to evoke the season. Okay. Got it. Right? Remember okay. that? No? To be honest, I, I Okay. I and I said, and I said like, <laughs> oh, it's winter. I want to do pine trees. Okay. Got it. I mean, listeners can back me up on this. Oh. Hashtag, I use the back button. Or <laughs> We've had two people tag us with the uh, hashtag, uh, I don't use the 30 second forward button. Well, that's nice. Yes. Um. So, uh, here's what I would do. I want mine, if we're only using CVS, mine is CVS themed. So, the entire gown part of it is made entirely of CVS receipts, right? They're long (laughs) enough that you could, from top to bottom. So, I tell uh, Ed to put a shirt on, uh, a tank top, right? And once he puts the tank top on, I staple... Well, the tank tops only come in like six packs. So, what are you going to do with the other five tank tops? Trust me, I have a plan. Okay. <laughs> Listener, he didn't have a plan. <laughs> uh, I don't have to use all of them. You do. That's waste not no- how Waste nothing is the CVS logo, right? Run works. Yeah. CVS, waste nothing. nothing. Um, I staple a bunch of receipts to that so that they come down. Oh, you're going to hurt him? To the t-shirt? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, I get a pair of sunglasses uh, uh-huh. that they sell in front. And across them, in red marker, I write C, V, and S. And then the little plus healthcare logo on the glasses. Um, as a, I think I get a blood pressure cuff for each arm hanging down <laughs> as like a tassel sort of thing. Um, you get, and those, uh, you get uh, pill bottles and hang them from his belt. And so he walks, they just shake. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that is what I was going to do. That thing that you said. He's got like little rattles. Every time he moves, like, shh, shh, little cast well, nuts. they're in his shoes, right? Because oh. he's, he's got to make an impression. His feet are going to move the most walking down that catwalk. So I think his, his shoes look like uh, bags for that the prescriptions come in, and they're just filled with, like, loose pills. <laughs> Derelict. So they're shaking around. Um, and I think the, the receipts cover up his body. Um, and on his head, I am going to... Put, I'm going to wrap and braid his hair with iPhone charging cables. <laughs> like other things you can buy at the 99 cent bin. Hey, this question had nothing to do with bare naked <laughs> ladies. We designed ball gowns for them. Sure. I mean, they could have been fucking Pablo Picasso and... Uh, All right, so why don't we... How, how do we add the bare naked ladies twist? How do we alter the ball, ball gowns to be more representative of the lady that's wearing them? Sure. Um, so for Ed... 
maybe instead I put a country hat on his head. <laughs> For Steven Page, the ball gun's exactly the same, but at the end, when he gets to the end of the runway, I dump like 18 gallons of like uh, r- blend. red blend <laughs> wine on him. Okay. Like carry. You're going to carry him. Yeah. Why? Because I feel like Stephen Page... that. He would hate it, but he would eat that shit up. Okay. I feel like he would really love that. Very dramatic. And then I'm going to light the fucking thing on fire. Yeah. Like the absolutely. whole entire house on uh, Why, whole entire, the CBS. The CBS on fire. It's going to burn. This just ends with us fucking burning down a CBS. <laughs> Alrighty, Evbo. Hun dangle. Hun wrangle. dangle wrangle. We did it. Another Epo in the can. I'm always sad when we get to the ends of these. Really? Yeah, because it means that you're going to leave soon. Nope, I'm not, because we got another whole lucky to do. Hooray! Uh, you I'm can get not with going us. anywhere. <laughs> you can get with us on Facebook. Uh, Especially with the Raptors outside. It's all been done. Uh, uh, you scared me, and I forgot what I was saying. It's all been done on Bare Naked Ladies Podcast. You can get with us on Twitter, yeah. at Been Done Pod. Check out the Orange Groves Discord if you want to chat with us. It is in the show notes. Um, come on in and talk. It's a fun time. We have people talking about the show each week, which blows my little brain. Um, but it's fun. It's a good time for... Burns down my CVS. <laughs> oh, that's a great metaphor. Um, I think that's it. Ebbo. Kit. What you plug? <sighs> jambalaya. Oh, yeah. Jambalaya is <laughs> fucking great. I'll suggest a plug for you. Yeah, man. I It's got a lot of salt in it, so I don't eat as much as I want. But, yeah. like, God, I love to eat some, jamb- some Zatarain's jambalaya. Zatarain's. Yeah, you just make it out of the box. It's still pretty good, and you just throw a bunch of, like, andouille sausage in there. Oh, man. Maybe some shrimp. No, see, that's my thing, is I love jambalaya, but I can't do shrimp. So I would get it without shrimp, and then I feel like I'm shorting myself because that's not what jambalaya should be. Yeah. No? No, you should just get it as a side. Do you feel bad making modifications to menu items? Absolutely not. I feel very bad. I feel like the chef constructed these for a reason. Are you going to like five star, like two Michelin star restaurants, no, like Burger King and places like that? I yeah, feel bad. I don't feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I'm sure that chefs and and cooks at uh, you know standard restaurants take some pride in their work, but yeah. I don't think that you know they're not going to deliver you like a ta- an amuse bouche tasting menu where they're not even going to put fucking salt on your table. This isn't like Jiro dreams of sushi where you, <laughs> he just like decides what you're going to eat. <laughs> Omakase. Uh, yeah. All right. That's fair. I still feel bad. I need to get my. I need to learn to I like mean, you're, shrimp. You're paying for a service, right? So yeah. you can just. just I'm paying for. A have it your way. Damn, dude. That should be a slogan. CVS. Have, have it, it your, your way. way. <laughs> yes. Leave nothing behind. <laughs> Leave no trace. CVS. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one, one week. week. Have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch it for a podcast that we do. B- what? You know, we are watching One Piece. 
I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I, I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month, the best. Did Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real life politics and events. I I must have forgotten. What? Where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? 